We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church in Eden. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. It's been so good, uh, you know, even last week celebrating the 75th uh, anniversary of the Dunedin Apostolic Church being in Dunedin. And uh, many, many, many people have gone before us for us to be able to be in this place to lift up the name of Jesus. And I'm, I'm excited about that. I honor all those that have gone before us. I, I praise God that we can now continue to move into the future. But we're an apostolic church. We are part of a Pentecostal movement. That is one of the biggest words I know. I don't know any more bigger words than that, probably. Pentecostal movement. What does Pentecostal mean? Uh, and it's like, it's just it's such a big word. And a lot of us may know, may not know what the word Pentecostal is. And basically, uh, tonight I want to quickly share real quick about what it is to be a, a Pentecostal believer. We believe in the day of Pentecost when the, when the, when the Spirit of God was released to us uh, and not just come upon us, but now can live inside of us. And that is an awesome thing. If you're, if you're, a, 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 this is something like, um, you know, if you're an athlete, you've got, you've got nitrous oxide running through your veins. As, as a Christian, you've got the Holy Spirit running through your veins. It's like, I don't know if nitrous oxide would be that actually good because you'd probably die. But there's got, you've got, what is that, what's that stuff? EPO. I was going to think about using Lance Armstrong as an illustration, but uh, anyway. <laughs> but... You basically, as a Christian, when, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, it says you will receive power. Power is, and the word, that Greek word power is dunamis. Who, has anyone ever played with dynamite? If you do, stop it. You will blow up. Um, but that's the same word as dunamis. It's power. It's explosive power. And, and I think we need to understand, as Christians, the power that we have access to, and not access to, but the power of God that lives inside of us. The power of God to change atmospheres. The power of God to break open atmospheres. The power of God to go and change a, a, a room. Who knows, who, who's ever experienced, you know, you're at a, at a gathering and then someone walks in the room. Everyone's thinking of a negative illustration right now, aren't you? You're like, oh, that person's just arrived. Run! You know what I mean? Has anyone thought, felt that someone's walked in the room? And why? Because they're, they're carrying an attitude, and effectively, they're also carrying a spirit with them. But here's the thing is, what about what happens when you walk into a room? Does the atmosphere change because of who lives inside of you? Or does the atmosphere change because or of a negative? I hope it's the other. I hope, I hope it changes. I, I like the fact that when, when some people t- turn up, I, I, I shared this the other week, when some people turn up, you just know life is just going to get a whole lot funnier. Yeah, right. Jordan Smith, Pastor Jordan Smith. Who, we, we need to get him back down here. But you hang out with Pastor Jordan Smith just a little bit, and you're in stitches. Like you are laughing. In fact, I can just ring him up on the phone, and it's just me and him, and I'm dying of laughter just of what's coming out of his mouth and uh, and all that. Who knows someone who who changes the atmosphere? I pray tonight that you you are a person that changes the atmosphere. 
that you're a person that goes, you know what, I'm going to break open the the atmosphere. And I believe God wants to release that into your heart and release that into your spirit. I want to quickly, for those that weren't here, I want to quickly just reiterate just a couple of things. And then we're going to go to uh, 1 Kings and preach through Elisha. But real quick, this morning I, I talked about how sometimes we feel real inadequate. Sometimes we feel that we're unable to do stuff when, when God asks us to do stuff. And, and one of the areas, even when we feel inadequate, is in the area of prayer. I I, we think we've got to have these nice, articulate prayers. Because that, 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 God only listens to nice, articulate prayers. Well, that's a, a lot of rubbish. God listens to your voice. You, you can go and pray and however you want to pray, and He will listen to you. Uh, you don't need to have these beautiful prayers or poems written down. If that's who you are and that's what you like doing, God loves that as well. But tonight I want to tell you that whatever you write down, whatever you say to God, uh, He loves hearing. You know, help is a great prayer. Help is a great prayer. If, if, you're, a, if you're a new Christian and you've, you've, not, you've not sort of formed this idea of how to talk to God, help is a great prayer. Thank you is a great prayer. Praise you is a great prayer. See, just, just three words creates a, a space where you're talking with your Creator. You're talking with the power of the Holy Spirit. And so never, ever feel inadequate to not be able to pray. Whatever comes out of your mouth is okay for God. I shared also, also just about how there's promises in prayer. There's great promises, and we, 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 we know in Second Corinthians, uh, sorry, Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, it's, a, it's this passage of Scripture that gets that's pulled out all the time. But it says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal their land. That's a great promise through prayer. He'll heal our land. There's, another pro- there's more promises in the Bible as well, but in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, it says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can uh, um, understand. Isn't that a great prayer? I don't know what, what life will throw at you, but I know the peace of God when it comes on your life for a situation, is, is something that I want. Uh, I pray it's something that you want as well. Oh, Lord, I don't know how to get through this. And, and is throwing the toys out of the cot. No one's ever done that, have they? It's just me, I'll be honest. I've thrown my toys out of the cot a lot. But you get to the point, Lord, how do I do this? And I need your peace in this situation. And, and God is... is, is is a man who keeps his word and he releases peace into that situation. Sometimes I've not understood the situation. Sometimes I've prayed for things and, 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 and nothing's happened or I think nothing has happened because I view it through my eyes. But then I know that God's always working. God's always doing something. So I want to share tonight just real quickly, uh, building a quick foundation on what's in you but then also believing for the miraculous, believing for the signs and wonders in your life. Who's, who, who's believing for the miraculous? Who's believing for, the, for signs and wonders in your life? I pray you all are. But I think a lot of us will stick our hand up, yeah, because we're in church. 
But maybe what's actually happening in our heart is like, oh, maybe? And that's okay. It really is okay. Uh, even, even I, sometimes I'm, I'm like, Lord, this is way bigger than I thought I could ever handle or whatever. But Lord, I'm going to pray. I'm going to be faithful. And I'm going to trust you. But real quickly, just I want to establish who lives inside of you. Who lives inside of you? The Bible says that the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. And in fact, Acts chapter 1 verse 8 is the words of Jesus before he ascends to heaven. Hopefully it will come up. It says this. It says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Power again. Who likes, I, I, I want to stir power up in our spirit tonight. I, wanna, I pray that there's something that's going to get in, in alive, alive in your spirit. See, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Who wants to walk in power? Who wants to release the power of God? Who wants to minister the power of God? Who wants to see signs and wonders? Uh, I'm, I'm very much a person who doesn't like to be a spectator. Even though, to my own detriment, if I played the game, I'd be a very sore person the next day. See, I still love the game of rugby. Love it. I think rugby is one of the best games in the world. But it sucks being a spectator. Doesn't it, Ryan? I mean, it's always better out there playing because it just is. Maybe you're not into rugby. Maybe you're into a, a different sport. Maybe you're into a different hobby. But I pray we're not even just spectators, but we get involved in everything that God has for us. See, we've received power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. In Romans chapter 8, it says this, The same Spirit that rose Jesus from the grave lives in us. It's the power of God. It's the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit that created the world, that when God spoke, the Holy Spirit moved and creation happened. That same power lives in you and it lives in me. I pray tonight that we can know this in our spirit tonight. Again, it's going through, it says this in Acts chapter 2. I'm going to miss some of these scriptures out, but it says this uh, from verses 1 to 4, if it's going to come up. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like a roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames of tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. Isn't that amazing? That's awesome. It's the... It's the power of God. It's the promise that Jesus said has been released into, the, into, our, into our world. If you've been around church for a while, and especially some of you new and, and younger people, you might have heard some of your leaders praying and praying in this funny language, in this weird language. That's, the, what, that's what we call our heavenly language. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit given to us. Why is it given to us? In 1 Corinthians, it says this, if it's going to come up. It should come up. It says this, A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally, but one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. So speaking in tongues and the gift of prophecy are gifts of the Holy Spirit. One is for edifying yourself, and the other is to build up the church. 
The Bible also says to desire the gift of speaking in tongues, to desire the gifts of the Spirit. I pray tonight, whether, whether this is new to you or whether, whether you've been a Christian for a while, but maybe not, but being released into this gift of a heavenly language, I pray tonight God's going to do something in your heart. I pray that you'd, be, you'd, you'd desire the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because speaking in your heavenly language edifies yourself. I don't know how many meetings I've gone into, and I've just, I've just prayed in tongues in my heavenly language the, before I've got to the meeting, and I've just felt God give me words of knowledge. God give me the right things to say, the right way to love people. I don't know how many times that I've, I've, I've preached, and I'm like, Lord, uh, I'll just spend a little bit of time in worship speaking in my heavenly language, again, building myself up, just believing God's going to move. I pray tonight that there'd be a desire in your heart to either stir up the heavenly language that you already have, or even to ask God for the gifts of, 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 of speaking in tongues. Why? Because it will stir your life up. It's one of the best gifts the Holy Spirit could ever give to you personally. Amen. And so I want to encourage you, the same Spirit that rose Jesus from the grave lives in you. And so when you pray, pray in the power of God. Don't just pray with your head or pray with your heart, which are, which are still good things, and to pray with them. But pray knowing the power of God that is in your life. Pray knowing that when you're going to minister the power of God, there's something that's going to flow through you and, and believe and, go, and go, go, go out of you. See, I want to share, and I get into the main, main message of, of tonight. But there's, this, there's Elijah and uh, Elijah is a prophet of a, a man of God in, first, in, in, in the book of Kings. And uh, he's prayed. He prayed this prayer uh, that there would be no rain. No rain. And for three and a half years, there was no rain. Who thinks that's a long time? Anyone on tank supply rainwater right now? Is it, uh, uh, we're on rainwater. I'm like, three and a half years, we would have run out. No, rain is important. Water is important. And then we get to this passage in, in 1 Kings chapter 18. Who's got their Bible? Grab it. Run to it. 1 Kings chapter 18. And so there's been this period of time where the rain is gone and Elijah's just been up Mount Carmel and, and uh, the 450 prophets of Baal were there and, and uh, there's that, that exchange where he says to the prophets of Baal, okay, you, you do a sacrifice and uh, call on the name of your gods and let it fire come down from heaven and consume it. And they're there for a long time and, and nothing happens. And Elijah says, right, okay, it's my turn now. And he builds the, builds the altar. He, he, he puts the sacrifice on top. And then it says that he goes and he prays to the Lord Almighty. He says, prove to yourself this day that you are Lord. And, and fire comes down from heaven and he engulfs the sacrifice and, and, he, and he takes out all the prophets of Baal. I don't know but about you, but that's another area that I want to go and watch in the Rewind History in Heaven. I think it's going to be awesome. But then we move into this next passage here tonight where I want to concentrate on and just put, bring a few thoughts out of. It says this, Elijah prays for rain. What I'm wanting us to get in, in, our, in our spirit tonight is that, is, is, yes, there's a miracle, but look at the power of prayer that happens through, through, through Elijah and the Holy Spirit. It says this, Then Elijah said to Ahab, Go get something to eat and drink. For I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. So Ahab went to eat and drink. But Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel and bowed low to the ground and prayed 
with his face between his knees. Then he said this to his servant, go out, look out towards the sea. The servant went and looked, then returned to Elijah and said, I didn't see anything. Seven times Elijah told him to go and look. And look. Finally, the seventh time, his servant told him, I saw a little cloud about the size of a man's hand rising from the sea. Then Elijah shouted, hurry to Ahab and tell him, climb into your chariot and go back home. If you don't hurry, the rain will stop you. And soon the sky was black and the clouds with clouds. A heavy wind brought a terrific rainstorm and Ahab left quickly for Israel. Then the Lord gave special strength to Elijah. He tucked his cloak into his belt and he ran ahead of Ahab's chariot all the way to the entrance of Jezreel. It's a great, it's a great miracle because of the power of prayer that has been working here. And I just want to pull out a few things and, and uh, share a few things. And, and in verse 41, it says, Go get something to eat and drink, for I hear a rainstorm. That's an interesting phrase, I believe, because Elijah hasn't even prayed yet. He hasn't even said, Lord God Almighty, let it pray. But see, something when it comes to prayer is this, is let what you speak complement what you're believing for. Let what you speak complement what you're believing for. I don't know how many people I've come and had a conversation with. I'm like, hey, how's your day going? Oh, yeah, good. But I'm praying for it to get better. I'm I'm like... All right, you know, and, and you listen to people and you're like, okay, I know life could be on top of you right now, but, you know, when it comes to prayer, let our language complement what we're believing for. You know, I don't know if anyone, um, you know, praying for something. What are you praying for? Oh, I'm praying for a breakthrough in this right now. What are you, what, what are you, what's your breakthrough? I'm, I'm praying for a job. Oh, Awesome. But yeah, no one's going to hire me. What sort of language is that? If you're praying for a job, man, you've got to start speaking life and hope into the situation. Elijah just says, Elijah, he says, hey, go and get something to eat and drink because there's a rainstorm coming. Our, our language needs to complement what we're praying for. Uh, let's not be negative about, about the things that we're believing for. Maybe, maybe you've been praying for a while. I want to stir your heart tonight and say, come on, keep believing. Keep going again. Keep trying again. Keep trusting God again. In, in, in verse 42, it goes on, But Elijah climbed to the top of the Mount, Mount Carmel, and he bowed low to the ground and prayed with his face between his knees. Knees. When it comes to prayer, I'm not about putting an act on or a, being a circus or anything like that. But I am passionate when it comes to prayer. I want to encourage you tonight. Don't hold back from prayer. Don't, 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 don't just sit back and go, I need to pray this nice prayer. So man, if there's something on your heart, if there's something in your spirit, don't, don't even let lying on the ground crying out to the Lord God Almighty. To do something in it. If you need to bow down to the ground, bow down to the ground. Humble yourself before God and, and believe for a process. Believe that God's going to do something in it. Because I just believe that when, when, when you show, the, the show God how, how passionate you are about something, He's going to break through. You know, young person, when you stand by the gate, don't just stand there going, 
Who's coming? Is anyone here? Man, man, be like Jericho. Walk around your town. Walk around your school. Start declaring. Start prophesying. Get to a place of, Lord, today we're going to see an open, uh, in the, uh, openness. It's <laughs> a great word. Look it up in the dictionary. You'll find it one day. Right. <laughs> but when you get to by the gate, believe for God to do something. Thank you, all the young people on this side. Young person, come on, honey, by the gate. Because it's in your heart. You're believing for your school. I can tell there's, this, there's something in your spirit that you turn up because you're actually believing that what you pray is going to work. You're not turning up there early because people have said, let's meet by the gate. God has seen the, your, your heart. God knows your heart. And because you turn up, because you have a, a, a heart for your school, God's going to do something. But keep believing. Keep praying into it. When we pray, believe God's going to do something. I, I, I love the word hope, and I think we, I, we should have hope and hope in Jesus Christ. Uh, but, man, I, I, I want to declare God in every situation. I want to believe God in every situation. In, uh, in verse 43, it says, uh, he said to his servant, go and look out towards the sea. When it comes to prayer, are you, are you looking actively for your promise? Are you, are you believing for God to come through? Sometimes we, we pray prayers and we go, all right, job done. Off we go. But I want to encourage you to believe. I want, I want to encourage you to actively look for the promise of God happening in your life. I want, I want to encourage you, man, um, tonight, Lord, whatever you do, would you bring a breakthrough in this? You know what I mean? It's like, are you praying for someone? Lord, bring healing. Is it strong? Is it strengthening? Is, it, is there an expectation for God to do miracles? Henry shared with me at the beginning of the service a prophetic word from the Lord saying, lift your expectation. Lift your expectation for the power of God and the miraculous to happen. When you pray for healing, ask people to get rid of their crutches. Ask people to get rid of their wheelchairs because I want to pour out my anointing, my healing anointing. But doesn't that, that's going to take courage. That's going to take us looking, looking out to the horizon. That's going to take us being challenged to take a step of faith. Let's believe. Let's look for the promise. I like this one because I think this is one of the ones where we get challenged in. It said this in verse 43, the servant went, looked, and didn't see anything. Who are you listening to in your prayers? Who are you listening to? Uh, I mean, oh yeah. And and. I want to say this nicely, but have the right people around you, and 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 listen. Don't listen to the to the to the people that will, will pull you down, or or not not believe for your promise. Like your promise is yes and amen from God. Your promise is a breakthrough. Your promise is uh, uh, um, is something that God has declared and He wants to give it to you. 
When you pray, believe and listen to people that are going to encourage and spur you on. Don't listen to the bad reports. Don't listen to the negative reports. Keep pressing in and keep believing. Keep trusting the Lord. I like this one as well. It goes on and says this. Finally, the servant, um, I saw a little cloud about the size of a man, man's fist. See, in the story, we read that Elijah sent his servant seven times. Seven times. Where's Roshan? I chose Roshan in my head. Where is he? Come up here, servant. Here's, this, is, this is our servant. He's not my servant. This is our servant. How you doing, mate? Good. You, you want to do some stretches? It's a long way. It's a long way from Mount Carmel to look out to the horizon. It's a long way. <laughs> All right. Okay, we're just going to pretend tonight that it's from here. Yeah, let's go right around the outside, not through that. That's easy around the middle. All right, so, and, and so from here, and the horizon is over there, okay? All right, go, can you go, go find out, see if there's any rain clouds coming? Thanks. Hurry up. <laughs> He's good, eh? He's good. All right. Hey, there's no shortcut from the horizon back to the Mount Carmel. Get back around here. Hurry up. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Good job, good job. Yeah, awesome. So did you see a cloud? No. Uh, can you go have another look? Uh. Come on. <laughs> did you even look on the horizon? I did choose the longest track, didn't I? So, so, what did you see? No clouds. No clouds. Uh, can you go and have another look? <laughs> Thanks. And meanwhile, I'm like, oh no, what's going on? Uh, <laughs> still no clouds. I'd be looking a little bit harder now. <laughs> Hey, were, were there any clouds? Nah. Uh, okay. Maybe we should uh, we should give up on this one, eh? No. Yeah. But nothing's happened so far. And it's a long way, I mean, and you're a bit tired. Maybe we should give up. Okay. Okay, go and have another look. See, the, the compassionate people in the room right now are starting to get uncomfortable. <laughs> He's having a good look now. <laughs> I'm gonna, uh, if I was the seven, I would have been having a good look. I've been to Mount Carmel. I know uh, a little bit of the distance in the terrain. Hey, how, how did it go? How did it go? Still no class. Still no class. Well, should we give up? 
All right, okay. Can you go have another look? Is anyone counting for him? We don't want to. <laughs> it's the mercy heart of people right there. He's hoping. <laughs> He's getting his binoculars out. He's just milking a rest, really. That's all he's done. <laughs> he's coming back. So, uh, how did it go? No clouds. No clouds. Uh, maybe God's not in this promise. Maybe we should give up. Yeah, but it's a long way. I mean, you know, and it's a, you know, the terrain's a bit, a bit rough. Can we have a couple of rough people at the back? <laughs> Where's uh? Oh no, you guys sit down. You guys. Sit. All right, okay, go, go and let's see, see if go, go again, go again, go again. <laughs> He's getting tired. Seven, hurry up. <laughs> How did it go? How was there was there clouds? Any clouds? No. No. I thought we were believing for this. I thought we prayed for this. No, we should just give up. We should. One more? Yeah. Okay, go on then. <laughs> Why have you got so much energy? <laughs> So, so, did you see anything? Yes. What did you see? Class. What size was it? Size of a man's fist. Oh, come on. Awesome. Thank you, servant. Well done. <laughs> servant left his hat at the horizon. Right. See, as much, even though that took a little bit of time, it was important. To show there's a there's a sometimes you got to fight for what you're believing for. Like it's it's real easy. The terrain in life can cause you to go off off track. The terrain in life can cause you ah maybe it wasn't a promise from God. The terrain in life can go. You know what? I've done this a number of times now. Uh, I'm going to give up. The, the terrain in life can make you actually have to work hard for stuff, but God is going to answer your prayer. I love the fact that in this piece passage of Scripture, it talks about there was a, a cloud the size of a fist. Because when you look at the horizon, a cloud the size of a fist, you can measure it. But the great thing that I love about the, the, the cloud the size of a fist is that the promise was fully formed. The promise was fully formed. It was on the horizon. And when you see a part of your promise, I want to encourage you to call in the whole promise. 
when you're being prayed for to be healed and you think, you know, oh, actually, it's, it's, getting, it's getting better. Well, call in the whole promise. Call in the whole, don't just stop there because I've seen too many people have, 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 have healing, but then it's, it's gone backwards because they haven't called in the whole promise or it's not, do you know what I mean? I want to say call in the whole promise. There's going to be times in our life where we've got to fight for what we want and fight for what we're believing for. And if the band can jump up, that would be awesome. See, see, he says, I saw a little cloud about the size of a man's fist. You know, again, when you see a bit of the promise, call in the whole promise. When, you, when you're believing for something, call in the whole promise. I know our prayer team in the life of the church, led by Pastor Raylene right now, they're actually just seeing a little bit of the promise. Aren't you, Pastor Raylene? You've seen a little bit of the promise, but there's so much more of the promise to call in. Uh, and Nicola and, and other people in the team, they've seen a part of the promise. See, at the end of this month, in the, in the, in the week of the 26th through to the 30th, we're, we're, what I'm doing is we're, we're just having a, a, a week of prayer. 7 a.m. in the morning and 7 p.m. at night, prayer meetings down here at church. It's something I'm inviting and asking all of us to be at. Maybe you're not, not, not going to be able to make both morning and night. But what I'm asking us to do as a church is to, is to sacrifice our time to call in the promise. See, we've seen a small glimpse of the promise as a church. We've, we've grown a, a little bit this year. We've seen amazing young people. We've seen families come into the life of the church. We've seen people saved, but it's just a small bit of the promise. And, and Elijah, he says, you know what? I'm going to pray for rain. After three and a half years, I'm going to pray for rain. And, then, and we can give up. We can give up because, oh, there's no rain. And the servant has to, we have to work a little bit harder and we've got to go around the track again. But how many tracks are we going to keep going to hold on to a promise? To, 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 to say, God, I'm going to just keep going. Lord, I'm going to keep going. We're coming into winter right now. Oh, it's cold in the mornings. But we're still doing double services. Why? Because we're believing in a promise. We're believing in a promise. We're believing in a promise. Believe in the promise. Don't just go, oh, we've tried. Let's just change things around again. No, the promise of God was to expand and to enlarge. And I can assure you, your well-being is at the very front of my mind. But I'm also going, servants, should we go again? And I love Roshan's attitude. Attitude. His attitude was good because he knew he only had to do it seven times. But what if it was 20? What if it was 50? I don't know if I'd let it get to that far, but hey. But our promises are something we've got to believe in. It's not never ever give up because you don't see the answer straight away. I love it because it goes on. Elijah sh- shouted, Hurry up to Ahab. The rain will stop you. 
only seen a fist. He's like, you got to get out of here. Because he had enough faith to call that whole promise in. He knew that when the rain gets here, he's not, because he's not just praying for an answer to prayer. He's praying for abundance answer to prayer. He's praying that, you know what? We're going to believe for this many people saved. We're going to believe for our family saved. We're going to believe for our workmates saved. We're going to believe for our, our, by the gate, our high school students saved. We're going to believe for an abundance. And, and, and Elijah says to Ahab, hurry up. Get in your chariot. Get out of here because the rain is going to stop you. I pray there's something in your spirit that says, when I pray, I'm believing for abundance. I'm believing for not just a, a provision for myself, but a provision for so many more people around us. So many more people. And Elijah, he says, hurry up. All this leads me to James chapter 5, where I want to encourage you in prayer. It says this in verses 13 onwards. Are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. See, I, I labeled this message pray or praise. Only two options, pray or praise. Whenever you, whenever you go into anything in life, can I encourage you, pray or praise. Just pray or praise. Just pray or praise. It says, if many of you, any of you are suffering hardships, you should pray. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. Are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you. I want to I just, just in, just in case you're unsure. Jacob, can you stand up for a second? Jacob Grieve, he's one of our elders in the life of the church. He is a great man of God. You should be wearing him out. His hands should be have oil all over them. Thanks, bud. Oh, any of you sick? You should ask the elders to come and pray. Well, that's a little bit spiritual, isn't it? No, it's the Bible. It's the Bible. I, I, I remember when some of my kids were sick in, in, in Masterton. We had a guy called Jim who was an elder. I said, I rung him up. You've got to come around to my house now. I want you to pray for my kids. Because that was his role. That was his job. If any of you are sick, call the elders. I'm an elder as well, so I can help. <laughs> we won't wear you out too much. Here's the thing is, by the way, you don't need elders. You pray for each other. But that is biblical, so amen. Yeah. Any of you say, you should call the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick and the Lord will make you well. And if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. It says this, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. You are righteous. I haven't got time to go into it tonight, but you are righteous. 
You are righteous. You are saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. You are righteous. So you, you can pray. And it says this, Elijah was a human as we are, and yet when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, none fell for three and a half years. Then when he prayed again, the sky sent down rain and the earth began to yield its crops. It's time to rain again. It's time to pray and say, Lord, rain. Lord, rain. I, we've got this song, this new song that we're going to sing again tonight as we finish. But could we believe in, our, in, in what we're praying for? What are you praying for right now? What are you believing for? Can you believe that that, that a cloud a size of a fist is formed on the horizon for you? Could you believe that you can call in a full promise from God? Could you believe that your prayers are righteous tonight, that you can release the power of God into every situation? And here's the thing, if you're sick tonight, we want to pray with you. We want to pray. We want to anoint you with oil. We want to we want to pray with you because prayer works. If you're battling something tonight, we want to pray with you. If there's an area in your life that you're believing for a breakthrough in, we want to pray with you. It's not just elders. We've got great people or pastors. You're a great leader all yourself. But let's stir up our, our faith and our belief in, a, in, in prayer because the Holy Spirit lives in us anointed in the power of God. And so as we finish tonight, we're going to stand all together. Thank you for listening to this message recorded at Equippers Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipperschurch.com.